Hey, I am Luis Moleto, and this is... Uh, still have problems with calling it a podcast, but it's a podcasting platform, so I'm going to call it a podcast. Uh, where I usually just go over my re- my weekly notes, how my week went. It's a way to uh, for me to check in every week. Um, my bullet points is where my time went, any notes that I capture... Um, any thoughts that I had that I want to revisit that I just kind of want to explore and kind of voice and talk out loud. Also, how I'm doing my physical health, emotional health, or that mental health, really some of the things that happen every week. Uh, spiritual health as well. Uh, my finances, um, if I'm achieving my goals, how am I getting close to those? Also, I check in what I read this week, anything that stuck out, any books that I'm reading. And what I'm listening to, maybe a lot of podcasts, uh, maybe not so much, um, audiobooks, and what I'm listening to on Spotify, which is my current player, and then upcoming, anything that might be coming in in the next couple of weeks. I try to keep these short, but uh, tend to be tangential. But um, So if you stay around, you're going to get to hear what happened to me this past week. Thanks for listening. Hey, how's it going? Um, well, just change that up. <laughs> I'm going about it now. Anyways, um, hey, <laughs> so uh, today is February nineteenth, twenty twenty-three, and this is kind of how my last week went. So this past Saturday, I had a private yoga class this this would be my last one for a little bit i did four for this year i definitely learned a lot i'm glad that i decided to um go in with the extra expense it was really a different experience having the one-on-one especially a teacher that you like the way um they do things and how they explain it how they break it down so it's not like i got to do all the party tricks as they like to say but um, I was looking for more for corrections, for alignment, for what I was doing to get into a pose and to kind of prep for little poses. And I definitely got that. In addition, <clears throat> I went to two yoga, uh, two additional uh, two yoga classes this past week as well. I got out of the house and went on a couple of walks at uh, the preserve reserved that is uh, around where I live. I had my chiropractic uh, chiropractor appointments, so those are twice a week still. I had a couple of meetings at work, um, and then last Sunday was Super Bowl, and I watched that at my mom's house. My cousin was there, my brother, and my mom and her husband. And then last Sunday, I also um, migrated my bullet journal from the one that the little short one that i started for the end of the year and until january which it lasted longer than what i thought it was going to last but um that was last sunday and i definitely learned the lesson not to do it in the middle of, of a week <laughs> just to try to do it on a sunday and don't do it in the middle of the month or anything like that do it in the beginning of the month 
in on the weekend because it it takes maybe it won't take as long if I do it in the middle of the if I do it in the middle of the month as I do it at the beginning of the month because I won't have to migrate everything so the mig the monthly migration will be my weekly migration for that week which makes sense but <laughs> this being my first migration and I since I started my journal kind of halfway through and I was very <laughs> particular about not leaving a, a lot of empty pages on my notebook I pushed it to as much as I thought I could and I did pushed it enough that there was only like 10 pages left in my previous notebook but, but that put me in the middle of the month so the next time even though there might be pages left if it's the beginning of the month I might as well just migrate it and I can just always use those pages for something else. Maybe, actually, maybe that's what I'll do the next time. I'll be I'll, I'll paint something or just stroke random thing, just doodle. That way, I feel like I use them. This past week, definitely had more YouTube in my life. Um, there was um, some things that were good as far as some channel updates that I have, but there was a lot more uh, time spent on YouTube. Not sure why, but just. It was just one of those weeks that I kind of, that I had spent more time in there. That's something to note. And then yesterday, I just got a wild hair that I wanted to reconfigure my office. So this is something I've been thinking about. So it's not like I completely came out of nowhere. I'm like sitting in the kitchen. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reconfigure the office. No. It really was something that I was like thinking, this is what I want to do, I want to try this. So I went at it with a plan in mind. But then half whenever I got halfway through in executing and putting that plan in place, I realized that, realized that it was not going to work. And then I already had shifted enough things that I just, I need to pull the band-aid. And the band-aid was I need to get rid of one of my desks. So I left uh, the one that is stand-up, uh, sit-and-stand desk is manual, but um, that's one that I have right now. Potentially, maybe later down the line, I would like to get a um, an automated one, one that is that is powered. It just makes it a little bit easier, especially to remember the settings. Something that I might do in a little bit. Um, but... I had an old desk that was the one in that office before. It was pretty large, and I just liked the idea of having a separate work surface for work and for personal stuff. But I'm starting to... It really came out after starting bullet journaling and, and just struggling to find the right words to separate my personal life and my professional life and my work life. Because they're not to me, right now, at this moment, in this moment in my life, it just makes sense to not separate that, to be that particular about separation. Because I can lose time whenever I'm, quote unquote, in my personal time, just as much as when I'm doing my work time. And the point of work, I'm trying to determine as the focus work. If I continue to have personal projects, personal projects meaning anything that I'm not being paid for, so hobbies per se, 
So hobbies slash projects. I still want to spend time in those focus work doing those. And for some people that might, that sounds like a, it's like work. So you should be pay, getting paid to do that. But in our reality, it's not. There's different things that I've, different definitions that I've been playing around with that work. It's, some, it's a promise that you want to keep. It's something that I, is a promise. I wrote it down. I think I, oh yeah, I have it in my notion. But uh, I believe it was Seth Godin that um, said it somewhere that work is a promise. That you made to somebody else, or you to yourself. I'm not to say that I've made to myself, but so I'm I'm not as as strict anymore separating those things, especially when my house is is on the smaller side relative to the area, but it's definitely on the smaller side. It's comparably. I mean, I'm sure a three bedroom apartment will be about the same size of my house, which is not like as uh, um. Very tiny, very small, but I have a lot of things that are just extra that I don't need because right now there's only myself and two cats in the house. The only lives I need to be sustained out of this house. So there's other things in here that were to sustain people coming over to visit more often or, um, you know, a spouse. So, and those things are not happening currently. And there's a good time for me to just continue to let go. And the deaths had to go. And so once I got it, that, that was something that I took care of last night. It took a little bit of more longer time. It's still not exactly fixed up, but um, but definitely it's getting there. As far as attention, um, reading awareness by Anthony DeMello, and also my morning reads currently is the Bible and the Daily Stoic. I bought I grabbed grabbed two books from the library. A couple of weeks ago, one of them was Barking at the Wrong Tree. Um, the author is Eric Parker. I'm just paging through that. I'm not look. I'm not reading very much in depth. I'm just kind of glancing through it. As far as um, the podcast, The Minimalist and Deep Questions are the two that I remember. And then yesterday, I decided to start an audiobook. Is The Great uh, Mental Models by. The author is Shane Parrish, but he's known for um, Farnham, Farnham Street, which is a blog. Um, and um, and this is the volume one. And so far, I've listened to the whole thing. It's fairly short. I only this I was listening to it in one uh, one and a half speed, so it's not like a terribly fast. But I wanted to just kind of hear the whole thing, and I read it. Actually, I finished it. Yes. Yeah, last night I believe, and this morning I started listening to it again. No, I I finished it today, and I started re-listen. Just now, I'm going through specific chapters. He has a long introduction where he's trying to expo um, explain why mental models are important, and I'm already I'm already on board, and that's why I don't need the whole uh, spiel. So I was trying to listen to the actual models itself themselves and he has i think there were nine in that in this volume one there's uh two actually three more two more volumes yes so there's three in total um so uh, but definitely this one is the one that i'm listening to right now and then as far as youtube is oh, it was mostly um channel updates 
And then I went in a little bit of a deep dive um, yesterday on mantra reviews and comparisons because I've been thinking about... So right now I have in um, what would what would have been my desk my desk for work which is the sit sit and stand desk i had two monitors that i brought from my office and then i also have my laptop monitor so i have three monitors uh, available and it's almost like well it's not almost it's like they're doing mediocre work together and as much as they do separate so the monitors are smaller they're big enough that um they'll occupy a lot of space but if i if i do one monitor and let's say my computer my laptop monitor then it's a little bit harder for me to have two documents in comparison on the same window all the time because i have the two the documents in front of me but then it's it's almost like i will have to have it to the other side um which it will be okay i can survive with that but given that I'm constantly that I would like to have documents open um and just kind of make make it easier for me to you know kind of look at details and focus work so I figure I would do one monitor instead of having two that way I'm just always looking in front of me and st- instead of just catty corner because I have one thing going on this monitor and the other one so it's always like you're always looking to the side and I don't know if that's costing anything but I fi- figured I would just try to get one monitor and of course, I went down the, the path, and I sit at the <clears throat> in my off. And whenever I actually go down to the office, the, the real office, they have um, different monitors around, and they have two. Uh, the one office that I was I was at last week, well, a couple of weeks ago, they have two twenty-seven inch monitors, and the twenty-seven inch was pretty large compared to what i have i have 23s in here and i can see something comfortably there but then of course now i end up with something bigger is a 32 inch so it's pretty much it's it's not pretty much it is the size of a tv because it's the first flat screen tv that i have was actually a 32 inch tv so that the the bezels are smaller on the monitor than they were on the TV that I had because it was it was plasma, so it was an LCD, so it's definitely more room to it than what you can clearly find. So it's definitely an investment, the monitor that I ended up buying, but um, definitely I went down that, that path, I fell for it. As far as my body goes, so uh, Raynaud, Raynaud's, I don't want to say Raymond, Raymond, but it's Raynaud's. Um, I had a flare um, this past week. So it's definitely something that I need to keep an eye on. Right now, I've seen that my fingers have turned blue sometimes. And they just kind of... Right now, they're not as cold. But usually, whenever they're getting cold, I just need to be careful how warm I want to get them. And I talked to them. I was talking to uh, my chiropractor about it. Just because I, I thought it would be something related to nerves, to nerve endings, and things like that. But he confirmed that it's brain knots. And he kind of mentioned that there's really no not a treatment for it. And then I was talking to the nurse practitioner at the same practice uh, because it was my time to see her. And she she mentioned as well, you know, you can go and there's you can go to a vascular doctor or somebody that, you know, kind of deals with veins and they might have a solution. But if it's not something that isn't really getting in the way, then it's just kinda, it really or that's causing issues. It just it, you might not might be too of an aggressive uh, treatment. 
which I agree with. So I just need to mind it on my own for now. Um, just kind of make sure that they're um, like a temperature, that whenever it's cold, that I wear gloves and just be, be patient. I went to yoga three times last week, two walks uh, outdoors, which because it was fairly a good temperature to be. Well, not, it was kind of cold, but at least it was sunny and dry. And then my sleeping schedule, I'm actually not, I didn't move it up. I'm actually just doing what I was supposed to be doing all this time, which shut down, start winding down by 9, 9.15 and be in bed by 10. Before I was winding down by 9, but I was actually reading 9 still. And I was actually going to, uh, started brushing my teeth by 10. So I wasn't in bed until 10.30 or 11. And now I moved it up a little bit so that I don't, I brush my teeth before I start reading for like the night. That way I'm done with that. And then I just go straight to bed after reading and it just makes it a little bit easier. I don't read in the bedroom or in the bed. I've, I want to keep the bedroom for, for sleeping uh, and, uh, you know, for, and I also do my yoga, uh, my knee exercises here but as far as reading or any kind of entertainment or rather not that way it's almost like i'm training my body to just oh we're getting into the bedroom so it's about it's, it's time to to go to sleep um i, I realized that my body is trained like that it gets trained like that um there's a little bit of uh the setting the clothes so now that i have like sleeping clothes so i don't just kind of have whatever i had on and it just crash in that i usually just change into something that invokes i'm changing some of the sleep so my body starts thinking oh i'm going to rest at least for me it works i don't know if it's placebo effect or it's me lying or i'm playing mental games but as long as it works who cares my nutrition has been stable i did have more animal proteins this week which is really it wasn't like a bad outcome about it but it's definitely had more my i i had some leftover ribs that i bought last weekend and my mom gave me some leftovers as well so i had plenty for the week um so definitely i've i just had more but you know my body's used to it so it's not like i'm um i go without it but i just have to be careful to balance it out with fiber that way i don't get like um that way my bowel movements are not compromised because of it because of the change because it's like anything. Every time you change something from one extreme to the other, your body's going to go through something. So if I was to go, you know, actually start getting into ketosis, my body at first is going to be like, you know, really struggling and then it's going to be fine. Same thing if I'm assuming for people that are going to the carnivore diet, I'm assuming they will have the same thing. But um, but definitely I was I've, I'm now I had tofu today, but. And I think yesterday, yesterday I had a, um, had a burger, but um, so definitely more just animal protein, but not not everything else. But I realized that really the one things that I want to keep stable, at least for now, that are of value, and that I feel that I that I allow me to to feel like I'm sustaining my weight and I'm sustaining my health, is to keep the vegetable consumption and just kind of keep things in, as simple as ingredients as I can. Uh, I know some things I just really. I don't. I'm not like strict about it on some other things. I'm not saying that everything fits that window, um, because I also don't want to make myself fragile. <laughs> that I that anything disturbs my stomach because I just really have I put it into this um, kind of this pristine environment 
because it just happens, right? I just don't know if my food supply chain is going to be compromised at some point, then I'm going to have to figure something else out just survival. So, and the last thing I want to do is just go through a bad episode of getting sick before I get used to it. So it's not like I'm compromising my principles in any way, but also just not being 100% sick. So just going for like 80%, 80, 90%. Um, for example, I do have bread every once in a while. <clears throat> Most of the bread that you buy off the store, it has a long list. I do buy some low-carb tortillas. Those usually have like a long list of ingredients because it's it just doesn't naturally happen. But the rest of the stuff, so I do nuts and I usually just have those bought raw um not even the salted roasted ones and i usually try to go with anything that it's just i kind of have like either one ingredient or a shorter amount of ingredients that i can that i can see read the majority of it and very few other things that um that do not have it and for me that that has worked um for now as far as my mind goes um the temp still do my 10 minute meditations Really, just balancing some egos around those uh, with those around me. It was mostly related to work. And uh, a thought is: Do I appreciate those lessons that I've learned that I've applied, but are just so embedded in in me that I don't notice them anymore? Because at the time, I I, I feel like I am not successful and that I haven't had much success in applying the things that I've learned. That I'm reading all these books and I'm not using them for anything. But I just don't realize how much I've, it's just really in the way that I do things that it just goes unnoticed, which is a plus and it's also a negative in a way. Because it, it just, you kind of don't see it enough to give yourself the validation that you, that you might need from time to time. So it's a little bit of a balancing act. For example, sticking with the food thing. Some of the choices that I do, it's even like for me to think about deviating, it's actually the effort. It's not to go into what I call my diet, my usual diet. That's just normal. Like if I go to a restaurant, I will try to stick to that as much as possible unless I'm going for something in particular, like to an ice cream shop or this Italian restaurant or pizza, whatever. But those are not things that I usually do all the time. So if I go to any kind of restaurant, I will usually pick the vest- the 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 plate that looks like is not fried, that has the least amount of the low the carbs are not come from bread or pasta. They they might come from vegetables, but they might not come from like uh, any kind of pasta or rice. If they do have rice, that is something that is controlled. That is not like like I said, just rice and a little bit of something else. I try to manage those because I just like the way my body feels when those are not heavy at presence because I just, you know, I just, I don't know, I just, how it works. So, but that's, that's the kind of thing. I just, I, those lessons, I, they're embedded. Same thing about just dealing with people, just being with family. And even though there might be sometimes that I slip and kind of make some mistakes here and there and, but just not being driven by people's um, patterns in a way and just stepping back and and really taking a look at things. It just really seeing the situation for what it is, which it hasn't been all this way. It hasn't always been like this. Before, I would take things a little more seriously. It was more um, more on the personal side. 
I feel like I always had something to improve in a way. Um, and, you know, like, it's always like I was struggling with, um, with body issues and self-image issues. Like, I was trying to hide the fact. I want you to... I was, I was trying to overcome... I was trying to... I was trying to hide the fact that I was fat. So, anything that would just make somebody forget he's fat... That's what I would try to do. So usually that's maybe that's why school was important because it was the only thing that I was like, well at least, you know, he's fat, but at least he's good in school. Or something like that. Or and then later on as, as I grew up and I kinda reached my limit of quote unquote my smart being smart because it, I was struggling really with it uh, maybe as a career. I don't know really if um if there's a learning thing that I that I just the way that I was trying to learn wasn't the best thing for me. But anyways, I just started being nice. Nice was my... And still is because it's my go-to thing. But it was heavier than... Um, that I was being nice. That was my the way for, for, for you to make... For me to make you forget that I was fat. That I had other things. So if I'm nice to you, you might not... You're not going to see all the other things that I don't have going on. That I'm... You know, how model has accomplished, or I haven't done this, or I haven't done that. And that just kind of takes a toll on you. It doesn't go away. It just becomes many different things. It just takes shapes into bad habits, bad money, ha money habits, bad habits at work, bad decisions with something else, You isolation. Um, for me, it was porn. Um, I definitely had an issue with that. So that, it just manifested in so many different ways. Um, that you don't realize because you 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 treat them you start you compartmentalize right you start separating things and it's not until you start to realize <laughs> well actually I didn't realize it's because so to speak uh, the rug the rug got pulled from under my feet and um, I just fell on my just fell on my ass so I and that's the only way that I kind of start realizing what's going on. Um, and then the the last bit that I have on the mind thing is enough compared to what? So because and I was and the previous thought is that I haven't done enough, and then the follow up with that was enough compared to what or to whom? It is a relative term. Aspiration is not doing anything for you if you're not empowered to keep going. You know, and this aspiration is for getting inspiration, but at the same time, that can turn into I haven't done that, I haven't done this. Look at this person; they accomplished so much. I mean, and especially if you look at YouTube, some of the channels that I follow, there these individuals have enormous amounts of subscribers. They're, you know, ten years, fifteen years younger than me. They're making, well, at least they're advertising that they're making so much ten x money, and. You know, it's hard for you to see why why am I learning from this person, but I just find it but I I'm starting to let go of that idea a little bit. Because I just I appreciate the perspectives. And they might not some individual might not have enough. I don't I haven't reached that because I sometimes I struggle that I haven't had enough, right? Enough savings. Usually my thing's savings, right? I want to save more. So even the monitor that I spend, as I click the buy now button because i bought it um on amazon because I, I was gonna buy it in costco but they amazon was gonna be here faster for the same price so i went with my amazon for this in this particular one 
And as I hit the button, and I was struggling to buy it because it is a couple hundred dollars. And I was like, as I clicked the buttons, like, you do have a problem with spending money. And I've gotten better, but it's still an issue. And I'm I'm sure this is what has caused some of the issues with uh, with my wife because we're, we had different different visions of money. And I wasn't honest with my vision. And that's the thing. I was trying, I was playing the fact that we have the same vision. Yeah, I think the same way, but in reality, I wasn't. I was withholding information. I was holding how, how I really felt, how I still feel about things. But the thing is, like, my actions started showing what I really felt because my face did the talking. The fact that I didn't want to spend money or the fact that I was grumpy or the fact that I, you know, cheapened out on a gift or... I was looking for deals. I was couponing. It, that really spoke more than what I was saying. Right, that, The actions really spoke a thousand words kind of thing. And it just really started to just begin an issue. And it's still an issue. It just Now we just don't talk about it because we just don't talk about anything. And it just got to the point. And it's not... Um, but I realize now that... Uh, I've I've done quite a bit by admitting to that, by seeing the blind spot, by understanding where is it that I need not help because I don't, I don't think the help is to spend more money is to have a detachment from the money because I got have a, I can be attached to money in the saving side and also in the spending side. Because I don't, I can be on the other side and say, "Well, I'm not having, I'm not having fun if I'm not spending any money." So that's attachment to money because money means fun. Well, for me, the attachment is the more money that I have, the safer I feel because I'm trying to fill a gap that I feel unsafe. That I'm trying to cover, that I'm really deal with some of the issues when I was growing up that. My mom, she was, as a single mother, she was trying to do everything she could, but she brought a lot, a lot of issues out to light that were pertaining to money and mismanagement money. And I felt like I always had the, like it was my fault that we didn't have enough money, that we didn't get to do this or that we didn't get to do that. And and so I maybe there's a security there and that's what I'm striving to get is the fact that I'm trying to, Become secure, but there's no end to it because there's always something along the around the corner. Corner, you know, COVID, COVID came, other things came, you know, other things are going to come. So it's always like it's never enough money, especially in the industry that I work in. It's volatile, so there's always a you know things are good now, but give it a couple of years and then it's not going to be so good. But that doesn't mean that my vision of money, of what money can do, of that it is a tool to an end, not the end itself. That that hasn't changed. That 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 needs to change, right? And that that's what I'm working to change. It's so to understand that money is a means to an end, not the end itself. And. Uh, and I need to tell myself that all the time. Not that I... Because it, it doesn't mean that I need to start spending money irresponsibly. I just need to detach from it. Detach that my value... My value comes for how good I am with money. 
or how bad I am with money. That there's that there's a the, there's no relation there. There's a small correlation, but there's really not a direct relation. My value doesn't come from how much money I have or how much I don't have, how much I spend, how much I save. And um, it's hard, really. It's just hard because you know it's decades of programming that I'm trying to trying to piece out and trying to kind of go through. On the spirit side, what are uh, the common threads? And this is from all what's the common threads from anything that is out there. On the community side, uh, the yoga studio had a one of the instructor was trying to get people to model a, a pose, and I and she kind of asked me if I was willing to do it, and I'd step up, which would have not happened years ago. <laughs> I had more calls this week at work, so definitely more dealing, more on the dealing with people side. Uh, it's, I actually said hi to it to my neighbor. I hadn't seen in a while, so it's good that they're okay. Uh, there was a, an old gentleman at uh, Aldi that was kind of kind of a little so he was he paid with cash. And uh, whenever the cashier was giving him the this chain, he was like, wait, there's not any more of it? And he was like, he had his mask and everything, but he was like, uh, you can tell he was like smiling and trying to be kind of devilish in a way. And I just followed the joke. And, you know, I told him, well, you, I was like, uh, you know, he, the cashier told him, no, <laughs> that's it. And I told him, and he looked at my way and I was like, well, you beat me to it. I was going to try to pull that one. So it was kind of a little casual interaction which was kind of nice and then last weekend i had that super bowl i guess watch quote-unquote party it wasn't much of a party but we were watching the super bowl at my mom's house and on the finances side definitely like higher appointments i have a couple of i think i have six more of those so every time i go i have to pay a couple couple books so definitely i have to keep that in mind i had some groceries this week that i went and got and last yesterday it was like at my dinner at my dinner out uh, which was in and out so it was like two burgers um so it was like seven bucks <laughs> um so it was like a big big splurge <laughs> and then uh and the last thing was thinking about getting a new monitor but i, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on that earlier and uh bought one which i have tomorrow and um, so we'll see. So that's how it was. Um, little things. This weekend, it just became more of a, a little bit of a purge. <laughs> and But it happens to me like that. I'm, I'm okay. I'm thinking about it. I'm stewing about it. I'm like, it just kind of framing it. It's like, if I get rid of this, is this going to solve the issue? Or is this, or is this a reason for me to get more? <clears throat> And I sometimes I leave things there in the way, taking space so that I don't, I'm not as inclined to get something else. Unless that something else is really going to improve something or it's going to reduce friction. So it's going to make my life easier in a way or it's going to, it's going to make my life easier. So either for my health or to make my, you know, myself more comfortable or, or some, or align me to some of my goals like reading health spiritual family community those kind of things right so if that lines up then that's different but as i'm trying to get i'm trying to make sure that i'm aware of what i'm buying 
on the material side of things, on things that are not not the food side, but just things that are just objects. And why am I trying to get it? And what is the reason? And why this thing is going to fix it now, and it didn't fix it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And that so it is hard. It's definitely not not easy, and it it might seem like um privilege, which I consider myself. You know, I ha- I definitely don't don't take grant for granted the things that I'm able to do um, because I wasn't able to do them a couple years ago. And so I definitely don't, don't, I need to also keep those uh, present that, um, that it is an opportunity that I shouldn't let, um, that I, it shouldn't be, yeah, it shouldn't be taken, uh, for granted. Because uh, it comes with responsibility. It just comes with other things that um, that I also need to keep in mind of of how how where my deci- what what my decisions are, why they are my decisions, how I'm gonna maybe improve my decisions, some of the consequences of it. Am I willing to live with those decisions and just really making deciding on something? Because for for most of my life, I was letting somebody else decide. In the last couple of years, I just haven't had that crutch. You know, I didn't. There's just a lot of things that I, I'm the one that gets to decide. And sometimes I just don't want to think about it, right? I just want somebody else because it doesn't make it's something that that important to me that I don't want to make a decision on. But that is the key part. If it's not important, then why is why do you need to decide something? Why just not remove it? Why not just get rid of that and just try to use the energy into deciding something that it's going to be um, further impactful, like it's going to have more impact in my life. And it's not clear to what those decisions are at the time you're making them, from from time to time. Sometimes they are. But a lot of them, they're not. A lot of them, they just, they, uh, those decisions kind of get mixed up with other small decisions. And it's hard to differentiate, differentiate the big ones Versus the ones that are trivial. And that's what I'm trying to do. Is try to do as much of what I can. To to find. Um, to find what's trivial. 